have any thoughts based on what we were talking about? Well, I was listening like for her Guatemala. I was like, I would like to do that, you know, but God hasn't called me for that. Mm -hmm. um, but he's called me into the jail ministry. And a few years ago, I would have told you you're nuts. Uh, you know, there's no way, because I, I used to be really claustrophobic. Um, <laughs> oh, man. And I don't know, God, I, if you just put everything into getting me in there, um, and you're in a little tiny room with like 30 women, mm -hmm. and the guards are way down the way. Talk about not going crazy. <laughs> um, but I just admire, you know, like she went to Guatemala and she ended up having to pay for most of the, you know, the trip herself. Yeah. Um, which I just thought was so awesome. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I'm just happy that I was able to at least give her a little piece of me, which I see in her, you know, her giving and mm -hmm. um, definitely her giving. Um, I mean, even when she was little, we had like a little angel fund. You know, if we saw somebody and gave them money, and then, she, but she got a little bit older, had birthday money, she would actually give her birthday money. You know, she saw somebody in need. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes me, you know, happy that she's really giving like that. So what, what was it that made you realize that you needed to do that ministry? Um, I started out really rough as a kid and my dad was very mean and hateful um, and he set his sights on me when I was 10 and it went on for a long time. My mom didn't do anything about it, finally she did. Um, but then she decided she wanted him back after everything was said and done and I just kind of like I was so betrayed, I just said, I'm, you know, and I believed in God, you know, and I was just like, I'm done, I'm tired, you know, and I ran away from God for a long time, got into biker gang, oh boy, um, that was story all by itself, um, and I just did a lot of running, I did a lot of running, and then um, I finally settled out with her dad, and I just knew that God, you know, I just like, I'm done running God, you know, so whatever you want me to do, I'm ready to do it. Yeah. Um, but at that time it was, I was told I couldn't have kids and I had her, which I wasn't supposed to, um, which is definitely a gift from God. Um, and so that was more, you know, my job being a mom and, and raising her, especially when I had to do it when she was 12 and he passed away. Um, you know, but then she got older and then she got married and um, I was just tired of being a couch potato and I just said, you know, whatever you want me to do. Well, then I got into um, the food pantry. I did that for a long time. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then all of a sudden this came in because, you know, I said, I just like helping people and I just want to tell people about God. Yeah. And I mean, I was terrified the first time I went in there. I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like I went out. Yeah. I do have a get out of jail free car, thank goodness. Really it was more God just brought me into it. And you know, I just I guess it was kind of redemption for being 
an idiot when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, but it also helped me to be so sympathetic with these girls, you know, and see what they're going through because I went through the same thing with, you know, watching the alcohol, you know, dealing with alcohol abuse and drug abuse and um, just being being in volatile situations and thinking that you love somebody and then they're terrible to you and you don't think you can leave and mm-hmm. um, you know I could sympathize with all of that yeah you know and so I think that's why God put me there was you know I already knew what they were going through because I had been through a lot of it myself mm-hmm. so. and that helps a lot when you can relate to them and all those painful experiences can be used used to help other people right and that's you know and it's just not them i mean it's just you know taking the time to just look around and if you see somebody that needs you know just taking that five ten seconds just stop and say hi or Mm -hmm. you know or you know like sometimes i'm in a hurry for work but i see somebody out you know sitting on their porch and I'm like no I'm stopping I'm saying hi yeah you know um, but a lot of people don't do that yeah I, you never know when that might save a life right it does save lives oh it does it does so I'm trying to just really work on my sensors you know to yeah be more tuned to other people's needs you know I mean yeah. it's hard when it society is. tells you not to or don't worry about it um, but yeah. I'm working on really fine-tuning my sensors a little bit Yeah, more, so. and we need more people who just care about everybody and try to help everybody because there are so many people like people who get sent into the, the criminal justice system who just kind of get swept under the rug. Right. They just kind of disappear from society and nobody really cares. Well, and my biggest thing is kids. I've taught um, children's church for the three to five-year-olds for over 25 years now. And I've noticed that people don't like pay attention to kids. It's like, oh, they're just not supposed to, you know? Yeah. So I make a point if I see a kid that's near me, I just say hi or, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I have to be careful, you know, because they don't want to think I'm, you know, yeah. crazy or anything. But, you know, I think it, it helps the, the kids, like, you know, you know, adults talking to me and actually cares where you don't see a lot of that interaction anymore, you know, it's like, you know, kids are supposed to be seen, not hurt. And I think they have more insight and they're willing to tell you what they think about things where, you know, adults won't always, always, but, you know, I have kids that they'll tell you exactly how it is. (laughs) They won't mince words. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I like that age, you know, they're just, cause they're coming into their own a little bit more and mm-hmm. I think it's important what they're, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, exposed to. Yeah, and I think people tend to dismiss kids' problems a lot because they're like, oh, you're so young, how could you possibly have any problems? But literally anybody can have issues. Well, you know, and the thing is people don't understand. I mean, these kids are going, People don't understand that these kids are going through like um, parents who are fighting all the time, or they have parents that are an alcoholic or mm-hmm. a drug abuser, you know, and they don't understand that these, you know, they, and a lot of times the system fails them, you know, and they're in that situation for a lot longer than they should be. Um, 
you know. So yeah, I mean, I I sympathize with this so much because my parent, my we got beat up all the time, and nobody did anything about it. Yeah, you know. Um, so I totally sympathize with. You know, people don't realize just what kids are going through, you know, mm-hmm. and the peer pressure is, even at five or six is awful. Yeah. You know, and I mean, kids are doing things younger and younger and see all these kids that are killing other kids and, you know, it's just sad. It is. It's very sad. So, I was just thinking, what was it, you said that you were kind of running from God for a little bit and then you decided to kind of come back. What, what oh, made that? Oh, he was really clear about, are you done running? I mean, it was about as loud as you could. I mean, it was like, are you done? Yeah. I'm here, you know, hurry up, I'm done. Uh, you know, are, are you done? And I'm like, hmm. You know, after everything I've been through, I was like, yeah, I am. I'm done running because I'm mm. tired of self-destructing. And that's what I was doing. And there's so many times I shouldn't even be here. Yeah. You know, because I was trying to self-destruct. And, um, you know, once I said, yeah, I'm done, you know, uh, I was told that I couldn't have kids. And, in fact, I was supposed to have hysterectomy about nine months before um, I met her dad. And something had just told me not to. And they're like, well, what's the point? You know, you can't have kids anyway. And then I met her dad and we had her like instantly <laughs> and um, the, you know it was just like a gift from God because you know I was like man I could have already been having all this and you know I wasted my life you know 10 years of my life for mm-hmm. absolutely nothing you know so yeah so do you feel like that was actually wasted because it sounds to me like well, you probably learned from it. I, I thought it was, but you know, now that I'm doing the, the jail ministry, you know, it's not wasted. But I just feel like, you know, I could have saved myself a lot of pain and heartache. Oh yeah. You know, by yeah, <laughs> by not doing that. But I mean, you know, sometimes even though you regret some things, you realize that, yeah, you regret it and wish you hadn't done it. But God is able to use all that yeah. and turn it around and really help you, mm-hmm. you know, use that. But you know, sometimes you got to realize that you know, God's first best and second best. You know, you'd rather be in God's first best, not second best. But you know, hey, you know, He always is able to turn things around. So. Yeah. And there are some people that you just can't relate to until you've been, you know, in their shoes or at least something similar right. to it. So. Yeah, that's why I, you know, I, I have really become really empathetic, and I really appreciate being God giving me that ability. Yeah. You know, so. That is very valuable, even yeah. though in your case, it took a lot of pain to get there. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> but it's okay. We got through it. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a beautiful daughter who's just so giving and caring, and, you know, she. She'll give you the shirt off her back, and you know she's got like God kids. You know that she, you know, was really involved in their lives, and um, you know they take in stray people. You know whenever it's needed, mm-hmm. and you know I just see so much of her. You know me and, my, and her dad, because he was the same way. I mean, you know he take anybody off the street, and you know 
clothes and beat them and you know and so I'm glad she's got that yeah base and she just you know I just so thankful to see her growing up and you know being her own person now and being married and you know yeah something I would thought you know 30 years ago I wasn't even have a kid and now I got a beautiful child so I think a lot of people who don't think they are going to have kids end up having kids well you know I don't know uh, you know, at the point in my life, that wasn't a big thing before I met her dad. Yeah. You know, but I'm glad that it worked out where I was ready when, you know, when I had her. So, mm-hmm. so what was your experience like when you lost your husband? Yeah. We didn't handle that very well. I didn't want to see, I didn't want her to see me grieving. And she wanted me to see her grieving, and it didn't work out very well. Um, it caused it caused some conflict, you know, and and I think the conflict was just worse because I was stressed out, you know, trying to do everything on my own, and so yeah, I mean, I always thought we were going to grow old together, you mm-hmm. know, but you know now. You know, I'm an empty nester and I'm okay with it. I mean, I still miss him and I wish he was, you know, with me. But, you know, we got through it. I mean, it was hard um, and I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we got through it and I don't know, I think it made both of us stronger, you know, together because we kind of, once we got through the, you know, the anger that he was gone. You know, I think it helped us bond really quickly and, you know, we've just been super close, you know, ever since, so. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I don't think we would have the closest we, I don't know, we might, but I mean, I think our yeah. super closest, I don't think we'd have as much if he was still around. I mean, because you would want to be, you know, close to both of us. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. It's, it was a learning experience because nobody gives you a handbook for that. No. Um, <laughs> but you know, it really helped me though to talk to other people when they were when they lost their husbands because I noticed that um, people would say, "Oh, well, you know, you need to get rid of their stuff," and blah blah blah. And you know, I would just tell somebody. I said, "I just have one piece of advice. You know, grieve the way you need to grieve. Don't grieve." Because the way somebody thinks you need to grieve and if you don't feel like letting go of their stuff you let it go when you're ready mm-hmm. and you know most people are like oh no you, you know I don't want to be around you when you're you know that's not good yeah you know, so you need to grieve the way you need to grieve and don't listen to other people yeah because it's not going to work out otherwise you know it'll just take you longer to get through the process yeah, just blocking that out and holding it down never never does anyone any good. Right. But unfortunately, society kind of... It tells you to do that. Yeah, it does. So, anyway. Yeah, I've been through a lot. But it's okay. Well, thank you for sharing it oh, and being vulnerable. No, thank you for listening to me. I appreciate it.